This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. So almost three years into this pandemic and most of us have kind of gotten used to this idea of hybrid work. But that comfort does not necessarily extend to organizations and managers. While hybrid work has been mostly welcomed by employees, it's been nothing short of a headache and continues to be somewhat of a challenge for employers around the world and right here in Malaysia. Just think about it. How do you motivate a workforce remotely? Do you punish them? Do you empower them? Uh, is it acceptable for a workforce to be 100% remote? And what kind of biases does this encourage? And would their careers suffer as a result? And if your staff insists on working remotely, do you respect their wishes entirely? And how does a balance come into play? And what about equipping the team with the right tech while they're working from home? Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg, according to a recent study done by Danish audio company Jabra. Now, Jabra's latest hybrid working research has produced some interesting data on working in this hybrid era. And Agnes Ko, Product Marketing Manager for ASEAN at Jabra, is here to tell us more. Agnes, welcome to Resource Center. Good morning, Audrey. It's good to be here. So, Agnes, um, let's start off with this survey on hybrid working uh, that Jabra did. Was I understand it's a global report, but you also have some stats on Malaysia, right? The report is meant to review new insights on how to facilitate happiness, belongings and well-being in this age of hybrid work. So for the past two years, employees have been adapting to societal circumstances where we experience a huge deal of uncertainty when it comes to work arrangements. Most of the months we may be working from home and just when we can return to office, a news pops up and we have been sent back to home office again. Mm. So for some, working from home, it's a relief. While others, it may be a major disappointment. So if there's one benefit from the constant change in the working environment, it would definitely be employees have the advantage of accessing to different kinds of workspaces. As we enter to the third year of this new era of work, it's time to think about hybrid working differently. So in this report, Jabra surveyed 2,800 of knowledge workers in six key different countries to better understand how to move forward with hybrid work. The survey has been conducted to a wide range of age group from Generation Z, which starts from age 18, all the way to baby boomers, which ends at the age of um, 65. So what we can see from the survey is that it has been identified that 66% of workers with full autonomy to choose where and when they work choose a hybrid model as the ideal work week. However, only 57% in reality is working on a hybrid model. So this begs the question, if these workers have full autonomy on where they can work, why are they still working full-time at home or even full-time in office when they could choose otherwise? Mm. Now, do you have any stats on how many of us are actually uh, working hybrid or in office uh, remotely, just, just so that we can understand this, uh, the demand to work from home or for hybrid working? Yes, I do. The survey has shown that 45% are currently working a hybrid work arrangements, 19% are fully remote, and about 37% are fully in office. 
37% are back to the office. Um, yeah. I'm just curious here, is there any way to know um, how many chose to work in the hybrid model but didn't get to? Like, like they would actually like to have a bit of balance working from home and the office, but then they act- they're actually being forced to go back to the office. Do we? Is there any way to know? One of the reasons that employees may be working in office more than they wish is social pressure, which can be a powerful force in the workplace. So despite an organizations can give employees the freedom to work wherever they like, the survey has shown that 55% of employees were concerned their careers will suffer if they don't come into office regularly and cite a lack of transparency in performance um, is evaluated as the main source of concern. Another reason why um, is that maybe it's due to health concerns. Many employees are reluctant to enter to office because of COVID-19, especially if kids or elderly folks living with them. So employees know um, that a return to the office means an increase in exposure to the virus, and it is a risk that many are not willing to take. And the final explanation why employees may be working full-time from home more than their ideal choice, which is hybrid working, can be because they are better equipped at home than they are in office. So, well, for the past two years, many of us have optimized our home um, office spaces with technology that enable us to thrive in virtual environment. So, data also has shown that full-time office workers are lagging behind in terms of technology availabilities for equitable and inclusive collaborations. We'll come back to the idea of optimizing um the hybrid working area with tech. But, you know, I just want to jump on that point you were talking about the Mm. the choice to work from home, right? Um, And not being able to, um, it's led, and I understand uh, a whole bunch of people from actually um, moving jobs or resigning, you know, and we've been talking about the great resignation quite a bit. Um, Does the uh, Jabra report on hybrid working have any data on the great resignation and how it's affecting Malaysia? Yes, it does. The percentage of respondents that have switched employers increased significantly from 29% in March 2021 to all the way to 36% in September 2021. So this is a clear sign that change is needed. Our survey has shown that managers play a very important role when it comes to handling employees' well-being from autonomy, societal pressures, health concerns, and even accessing to technologies. Mm. Now, Agnes, I also want to talk about burnout, right? Because burnout is also being um, discussed as one of the major reasons why employees are leaving their organizations. Now, what are your thoughts on the rate of employee burnout in Malaysia? The rate of burnout in Malaysia is extremely high, as I mentioned in my previous part. So um, it is because a lot of times um, consume, um, employees themselves are unable to you know, pick in terms of employees' autonomy, which is critical you know, ever since the past two years. So it is, that's why it is important for managers to play that role in handling in terms of their well-being, employees' well-being, as well as um, the autonomy for them to choose Mm. Okay, let's just um, take that point, right? The role of the manager has now changed in this hybrid working environment. Um, let's talk more about autonomy. Like your research um, from, from Jamra shows a disparity that even though over 60% of autonomous employees chose hybrid, yet only half of them or 50% were actually allowed to do um, hybrid work. Um, just how important is employee autonomy? And can you actually tie this to 
business performance? Definitely. Employees autonomy has long been an interest to management as well as HR professionals for many, many years. The goal of promoting autonomy is to empower employees to take ownership of the work they do and to work in a way that allows them to do their best most effectively. So after all, it's employees who are most familiar with their work and how they do it best. So when it comes to hybrid working becoming more and more common, there is an increase in calling for the power to decide for themselves where and when they should do their work. So from this survey, we found that as autonomy increases, so is the likelihood that an employee feels their work arrangements has a positive impact on their overall work experience. Workers with full control over their work arrangements reportedly had a better work experience, a very notable difference versus those who have no say when um, they are um, in on terms of their work. So by giving employees the ability to choose where they work, then plan spaces and technology needs accordingly, leaders can create a world-class work experience that will translate to broad organizational success. All right. And, um, you know, talking about giving the workforce more control over how they work and where they work, and if they choose to work completely remotely, how do you then motivate them? How do you empower them? Because I know punishment is just not the way to go. You can't, you can't punish them, but, you know, right, but, right. but how do you empower them? How do you motivate them? High employees' autonomy doesn't render managers redundant. In fact, the role of a manager becomes even more vital in an organization with high employee autonomy. So instead of punishing them, managers must take a proactive stance in making sure that their team's culture is conducive towards high employee autonomy. They can lead by example, demonstrating that work from home will not hinder progressions. They can also take safety conscious uh, concerns following the virus seriously, putting guidelines into places to reflect local realities. Managers should also optimize technology ecosystems to make the most out of our physical workspaces, providing professional equipments to facilitate effective collaborations. All these are very important to being a successful manager in the era of uh, hybrid working. We shouldn't punish, but empower them instead. Now, Agnes, um, over the, the course of this pandemic and speaking to HR practitioners and subject matter experts on this area, they've all voiced concerns about careers suffering as a result of not having that office face time with their managers, especially women. You know, once you give the workforce um, the option to choose whether they want to work remotely, they will want to work uh, in a hybrid model, the women, especially mothers, would choose to um, right. have that balance, right? They want to have a hand in you know what happens at home with the household but they also want to be in the office and most of the time they're the ones choosing to work in a hybrid model but they also are concerned these HR practitioners and these experts they are concerned that um, these women their careers would suffer if they didn't come into the office regularly so how do managers address this insecurity and how do they manage um, this bias you know, that could come from not from these women not having uh, FaceTime in the office. As a leader, if you're going to enable your employees more freedom, 
it needs to be made clear through both communications and actions that employees won't be at a disadvantage if they choose to not work in the office. Another key step is to train managers in terms of location bias or the con- unconscious bias that leads to privileged treatments of those with whom they have the most face time. Employees often also reflect their behaviours on the leaders as well. So one of the best ways to show that it's okay to work from home is for leaders and managers themselves to do it. Mm, right. Okay, uh, Agnes, we're going to need to take a quick break for some messages. And when we come back, we will cover how workers are rel- reluctant to return to office uh, due to the rising number of COVID cases recently. And if it's acceptable for a workforce to be 100% remote, as well as how to optimize the hybrid working era using the right tech. All that and more happening on Resource Centre with Jabra. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Backing female ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Agnes Ko, Product Marketing Manager for ASEAN at Jabra. And we are talking about optimizing the hybrid working experience um, using the right technology. Now, before we actually jump into the tech part, you know, which I know is your specialty, uh, Agnes, I want to talk about um, health concerns. So we're going through some of the reasons why managers are struggling to manage the whole hybrid workforce Um, And health concerns is one of the major reasons, you know, Um, and I think from your study, it showed that about half of 40 percent of workers, they're actually reluctant to return to the office because of COVID-19. You know, and I wonder if it's acceptable for everyone to be working 100 percent remotely. I know in some industries that's just not possible. But if it was possible for your entire workforce to work 100 percent remotely, um, do you respect their wishes to do that? Uh, How do you balance um, the need to have them in the office as well and their their wishes to work at home. This has proven to be quite a headache for some smaller businesses, you know, that want to empower their workers to work the way they wish to work, right? Well, for the first thing is when it comes to hybrid work and if you want to motivate your employees to exercise their ideal work arrangements for this case, hybrid work um, is to hamper by fear. You have to take note that the fear when it comes to health and well-being when they are physically in office. So to ensure that employees feel safe in office, leaders will need to constantly update health guidelines in office to reflect local realities. It will also be great if office is created with spaces or partitions where employees can choose to work alone or have limited contacts with others. It is only when um, the employees do not have a fear when it comes to going to office, then they are able to handle with the uh, practice of hybrid working. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I think it's time that we, we get into the tech aspects. Now, we may be returning to the office, uh, but virtual meetings have in my experience, been just as common as back when we were in lockdown and we were having all these virtual meetings, right? And, you know, look at look at us right now. We are both uh, doing this interview virtually. So what is tech's role uh, to play here in enhancing the hybrid work experience? What can it actually do to help um, reduce the friction when we work from home or work remotely? 
the future of work will be virtual first with hundreds of millions of people collaborating on video meeting platforms every single day. These virtual environments are the new standards for how we connect to one another. So how... However, not all employees have the same experience in virtual meetings. In fact, 37% of employees globally say they often feel left out of the conversations in hybrid meetings. Okay, mm -hmm. So in these virtual eras, technology defines employee experience. Hence, leaders need to consider the benefits of inclusive collaboration technologies to ensure everyone has an equal opportunities to contribute and make an impact in meetings regardless where they are. Mm. But how equipped do you think um, the workforce is, employees are, you know, for their current modes of work, um, whether they're working um, in office or, or remotely, um, and where do their managers fit into this? You know, are the managers expected to understand how the employees work and what they need and then provide for them? I mean, like, how, where should the owners be? Who, sh who should be the one deciding what kind of tech they need and how do they, they get that tech, you know? It differs different uh, from groups accordingly. So from survey, just to share with you, 83% of the remote workers, 81% of the hybrid workers, as well as 57% of office workers says that in overall, their employers provide the necessary technologies given to like, for example, laptops, headsets, video cameras, video platforms to collaborate equally and inclusively no matter where they are. However, we all know that most offices today are built for in-person work. So mm -hmm. if leaders want to enable employees to work their ideal working arrangements, they need to look at how to optimize their office spaces for employees who are working primarily in virtual environments. This includes identifying technologies that will enable both in office as well as remote employees to collaborate on an equal playing field, allowing employees to seamlessly move between these places without feeling left out. Only then will employees truly be able to work at a hybrid or flexible arrangements on their own terms. Mm. Now, I suppose this is where Jabra fits into the picture, you know, um, through your solutions for, for enterprise. Um, how does it make a difference in the workers' experience, whether hybrid or remote? I'm, I'm actually also quite uh, curious about how it enhances the experience in office as well. Using the right tool increases work productivity. And when we talk about work-centric productivity, concentrations, collaborations, and flexibility is essential in Jabra. Um, these are the three main pillars we evolve our products around. So how well you can concentrate is all about eliminating noise and interruptions to enhance productivity at work. And when we talk about collaborations, it's all about how good the conversation is, no matter which environment you're working in, office, home, or even in between meetings, you are in a busy cafe. You want your voice to be crystal clear and well understood in a call. Vice versa, we can also hear clearly from the other side. And lastly, when we talk about flexibility, it means we can work anywhere and everywhere with minimum or even no IT support required. Right. Okay. Now, uh, can you also tell us the difference between um, enterprise-grade products versus the average, you know, um, consumer products used for hybrid working? And, and, you know, does this really make a lot of difference when it comes to the quality of your communication during a meeting, a virtual meeting? Take audio, for example, there are different kinds of audio device and they are not all created with the same purpose in mind. Okay, In built-in microphones, let's say in laptops, 
tablets and mobile devices are there to serve our basic audio needs. Similarly, consumer audio devices uh, such as that, um, those that comes with your mobile phones are designed first and foremost for music and streaming purpose. While professional audio device on the other hand are specifically designed to be used in professional virtual environments, such as platforms like Microsoft Teams and Zoom. Certification is a sample of approval for professional audio quality, as well as the optimal user experience when, we, when working with these UC platforms. Take UC certified devices by Jabra, for example. It needs to go through at least 240 hours worth of testings to ensure mm. the highest standards of user experience. This includes in-house testing by Jabra, third-party testings, as well as testings at customers' environment. We found that those using only professional devices for work has the least amount of issues in virtual meetings on video meeting platforms. They have less trouble hearing what's been said than those using consumer devices where almost 4 in 10 reported audio issues. And professional device users were 10% less likely than consumer device users to report feeling left out in a virtual conversation. Uh, Agnes, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I've been speaking with Agnes Co, Product Marketing Manager for ASEAN at Jabra. If you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on the BFM website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. My name is Audrey Raj. Uh, thank you for joining us on Resource Centre, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.